Hello, adventurers! This is episode 33 of Adventures with My 40s, and this is your host, Courtney Novak, of a show that currently does not have intro music because, fuck it, I can't deal with it. I It's seriously, I think, the reason that I have... I'd like to say that the reason I haven't recorded more episodes in 2022 is because just I had a lot of stuff going on, and I was dealing with a lot of grief, and you know, feelings, da 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 Really, though, it boiled down to the fact that I got a new laptop. And it, it's great. I love my new laptop. It's a thing of beauty. And the other one was like eight and a half years old and just like a clunky, dying piece of shit. But just transferring my life from one computer to another, and it gets harder the older the thing is because you've got more on it. And first it was like I didn't have the right input cord for my microphone into the new computer. So I got like an adapter. Then I got that and you know, I love you Mac, but stop, just commit to a certain type of port. Like we're just going with the USB or whatever. Like stop changing. Oh, stop being all fancy and different. All right. So, and then it was that the intro, I, I re recorded an episode and I think I never saw the light of day. I don't even remember what it was about because I realized my intro music was saved like on my old computer. And then I realized it was saved onto a hard drive and I hadn't plugged the hard drive. Da, 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 da. So long story short, here I am. It's June 23rd and my inner muse has told me, bitch, record a podcast episode. Stop angsting over it being perfect. If you guys need intro music, then like, you know, boop, 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 boop. There, that's our new intro music. Maybe one of these days, I'll get around to an intro, but maybe not. Maybe we're just kind of going fast and loose here, raw, you know, no intro music. It's not like this is a professional operation here. So, but this is me reclaiming my podcasting momentum. And if you've listened to the show, you know I love momentum. And I've actually done a pretty damn good job this year, despite some double grief whammies. My Uncle Pete died in January and two weeks later my grandma died and had a lot, just a lot going on at school and it was like just too much for my brain to process and my brain just like shut down for a month. So I have really reclaimed my momentum a lot if I look around at my life and I'm, I would say, busier and happier than ever and I have accepted the fact that I thrive on a certain level of busyness. Like I love projects and I need to have more than one project and I need to have these things going otherwise I just feel listless and um so yeah working on my momentum and it's going well um big news speaking of momentum and just life I published my first novel this week yay this is where if we were an official operation I'd insert like um I don't know a standing ovation or maybe like the sound of trumpets you know like imagine the gladiators rolling into the Coliseum. So that's what it feels like. But so the, it's called Confessions of an Imposter Room Mom. The ebook is available on Amazon, Apple, Barnes and Noble, a few other of the big places. The paperback, I just hit the publish button and it's, um, it has, it gets reviewed by Amazon. So first I had to, I got that all uploaded. I designed the cover myself and I love the cover. I first hired someone from Fiverr who, um, you know, lives in Bangladesh, 
and charge $25. In retrospect, those were maybe some red flags that I wasn't going to get the cover of my dreams. I had told myself, I'm just going to get a cheap cover because I don't really care about it. And um, I'm planning to not spend money on marketing the book um, until it's a series. So conventional wisdom for the indie publishing world is that you know, people like to read the way they like to binge on Netflix. Is it really the Netflix bender anymore? Is it Hulu that's bigger? Uh, I, I, there's like all the, we have streaming HBO, Amazon, and Netflix, and we just can't manage anymore. There's all these Hulu shows I want to watch, and I'm just going to like keep like adding to the list, and then one day we'll just get like Hulu for three months and power through all the shows. But people like to read a lot of books, you know, at once by the same author, or at least like they don't build recognition. And so there's no point marketing the book. So I thought, well, what's the point of spending a lot of money on a fancy cover if I'm not really going to be pushing the book out there? So why don't I just get the first few books in the series written and then I could pay someone to do three really nice covers all at once? Well, you know, I just, I just don't like to half-ass things. So the cover came and I was just like, that is not it. This is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And then I realized... Well, I do like to design things on Canva, so I hopped on and I played around and I came up with a bunch of designs and sent them to friends and uh, had my book club that night, so they got to take a look and give some input. And then I had one, I was like, yes, I like this one, and now I love it. It's like a bright pink, cheerful cover, and it feels very much in tune with the book. The book is... Um, the story written in the first person of a mom, not me, it's fiction, who grew up in the circus. Uh, her parents are acrobats, and she did not go to proper school until college. And now her daughter is two and a half and starting preschool, and she's the room mom. And she's desperate to give her daughter the childhood that she never had, because she always like dreamed of having that standard, conventional, suburban childhood. And she's just terrified that she's gonna screw it up somehow. And there's a preschool thief on the loose and a um, swimsuit model trying to seduce her husband and all sorts of mama drama shenanigans. And it is the perfect beach read or playground read or when school comes back, car line read. So it's, I love it. It saved me during the pandemic. I was trying to write, I was working on it and making really good progress on a fantasy series, but it was like a you know, it, the fantasy series needed a lot of brain power because I had to map out like seven books in my head and it was you know, a fantasy book, like a, a novel will tend to be about 70,000 words. A fantasy novel is more, readers expect like 120,000 and that was just a lot for my brain to handle and, and couldn't do it. Went back in distance learning and I came up with the idea for this book and it was so fun to write. And I really like the characters and the story and there's chapters that I still read and laugh at. So I hope you like it, but you know, but I did. It was the work and the work is the reward. Like it was so fun to do. Yeah, I'd be really thrilled if this book makes money, but the, the work of doing it, that was the real reward. And I'm going to start book two in a couple of weeks. We're going to Nebraska next week. And so I'll wait till we're back and the kids are back at camp. And then I'm going to rough draft book two 
and then when I'm and then I like to take a break in between drafts so then after rough drafting like just that first shitty draft I'm going to figure out how to record the audiobook for my first novel and then I guess if I do that I should record the audiobook for my memoir one thing at a time though and because because I just I listen to audiobooks I, I, I do read a lot of like paperback books I, I still love like your traditional like hold it in your hands book but I must listen to 50 or 60 audiobooks a year and it's just sort of crazy for me as a audiobook consumer to not create an audiobook so uh, that'll be a fun adventure figuring out how to do that um, other big news <laughs> I got my period how exciting is that uh, it today when I woke up it was day 51 I felt like my uterus was gaslighting me. Like, did I actually bleed for five days and I completely didn't notice? Like, no, 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 it was day 51. And then like an hour and a half ago, it arrived and I have never been so happy. And my period has never been so well-timed because we have, we're leaving in five days. So wait, 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 Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, yeah. So we leave for our trip on Tuesday. So I have five days and my period is five days long. Thank God. Knocking on fake laminated wood. And so we will leave for our trip and my period will be over and I'll just be able to enjoy vacation. We're, for, we're, we're actually driving to Las Vegas and flying from direct from there because direct flights from Vegas to Omaha were like significantly cheaper. And we hate doing... I don't hate it so much, but Nathan hates connecting flights and it, it adds time, it's a pain. So even though this of course adds in a drive to Las Vegas, but it gives us the chance to have a little like extra fun vacation beginning in Vegas with the kids because they have fond memories of extended family trips there. So that's going on. Thank God for happy periods returning. And that was my first um, really long cycle since summer 2020. So almost two years and summer 2020, it, I went, was it 69 days? And that must have been pandemic stress. It could have been perimenopause, I don't know. So this one might be perimenopause, I'm 43 versus 41. So who knows, the uterus is, is a mysterious creature. I'm also, and this could have had an effect on it, I don't know. I'm weaning off Zoloft. I started back Zoloft July, 2020. Hello, 2020. Uh, but my psychiatrist and I decided at the beginning of the year that I was ready to slowly taper off. And so my magic number is 150 milligrams. And I was down to like 75 and was feeling good. And then suddenly I started having like all of these like adrenaline rushes and surges. And it felt like, and I explained to my kids, like, you know, that feeling when you have like a like a jolt of panic or fear. Like if someone, like if you're walking in a parking lot and then someone slams on their horn right by you, that fear you have, um, or just that physical reaction. I would just have that physical reaction for like hours and hours on end. And it did not take me long to remember that when I am off Zoloft, my body does not like caffeine. And that seems to just become more and more extreme the older I get, like my sensitivity. And I was on all the caffeine and I quit it cold turkey. I've quit caffeine many times in my life. And usually I'm like, 
I am going to taper and I'm going to start with like whatever my extreme number of ounces is like 100 ounces of like soda a day and then I'll go down to 95 and you know and gently and it's like nope I am I feel so awful that I've I just quit it and I had a few days of like tired and headaches but it it was better than feeling like vampires were stalking me constantly and so now I'm off caffeine and I'm down to 50 milligrams of Zoloft so we'll see how that continues okay so let me see how long have I been rambling I forgot how much I ramble oh my gosh a 12 minute intro well I don't know how much I have to say about the meat of this episode but this is a saying that I've had for a while so I possibly have said it on the podcast before but I haven't dedicated an entire episode to it um your kids are entitled to your mistakes. So I was thinking about that. Like this morning I felt like, hang on, sip of soda. It's Diet Sprite, obviously caffeine free. Off caffeine. Still love soda so much. So I decided this morning I just felt like this urge. Like I've got to record a podcast episode or I'm going to lose my mind. So here I am, not losing my mind, recording an episode. But I didn't know like what I was going to do. So I was thinking for a few ideas and I hit upon Father's Day, which was last Sunday, and a um, some parenting that I, in the aftermath, was like, well, that was not my finest parenting hour. We decided to go to the Santa Anita racetrack. Nathan loves horse racing. And you could go there for breakfast um, on the morning. There's this place called Clocker's Corner. And Nathan had mentioned like, oh yeah, we could go there. And it's, it was the last day of like the meet. So they, they won't actually be racing at Santa Anita until it might be October or September. So Nathan though, of course, is not much for sleeping in, but it was Father's Day and he slept in. And everyone was a little hangry when he finally woke up. By sleeping, I mean eight o'clock. This is what, this is how you know you're old. You think of eight o'clock as sleeping in. Whereas <laughs> in college, eight o'clock was like, oh my God, it's dawn. Why are we up at eight? And now it's like, we slept in. So Nathan's up and I, you know, it's Father's Day. So I was like, yes, let's go to the racetrack. This is what you'd mentioned doing. We're going. And we stopped for bagels on the way. And also we were stopping for, uh, at first stop was a donut shop. But the donuts for the kids uh, Pippa likes a muffin, and Julian likes donuts, and the donut shop was closed. God bless. It's like a mom-and-pop place. Of course they should be closed for Father's Day. Go ahead and celebrate with your kids. But, you know, the kids, like, were all, wah, 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 wah. Julian didn't want to go out anyway, so it's, it was a lot of whining and bickering, and we kept telling them stop, and they just were not stopping, and it was grating on my every nerve, and it just, they just did not improve. And, you know, I can't, I don't even want to give examples of it because I don't want to like relive it. And, and it was nothing extreme, but it was, it was unpleasant. And it was like, you're being bratty. All like, I don't want a bagel. It's like, shut the fuck up. Okay. Like there's children in Ukraine who are living in, you know, like their cities are being bombed. You know, there is worse to life than having a fucking bagel for breakfast. So yes, the kids were being extremely annoying and bratty and they were not listening. 
and you know i'd put pippa on like a timeout like stop like oh when we got there i was like you are hangry you are not allowed to talk until you have finished half of that bagel and but it was just bickering and squabbling and like you know and pippa had been sick the week before so she the kids were supposed to go to sports camp last week and they went for one day and then day two i took them and i dropped them off at nine and it was at the by the rose bowl so i was like oh i'll take a lovely walk around the rose bowl and 14 minutes later i get a phone call from a number i don't know and i'm like i better answer and sure enough (laughs) the guy's like um pippa said she wasn't feeling well and then she puked i'm like He's, he was at, he was also saying it and like, he was like, I don't know what you want to do. And I'm like, is there an option where I don't come back and get my puking child? I, you know, I didn't know that was an option, but it's like, no, I'm turning around and coming back. So she spent the rest of the week with some weird, it was like one day of puking, one day of just complaining of upset stomachs, but not puking. And then one day of just fatigue. And you know when Pippa's tired because she is just the busiest human being. Well, maybe. I mean, I know she gets it from me. Like bustling around, doing craft projects and turning cardboard boxes into like hamster mazes and taking the hamster out. And yes, Hamsty is going strong. We love her. And uh, reading and um, now she's making bracelets out of wrap bands and running around and setting up plays and she is just a very busy girl and when she wants to spend an entire day on the couch you know that kid is sick and when she wants to spend the third day in a row laying on the couch watching youtube you know, like julian if you would let him lay down on a couch for three days in a row watching youtube he would get cranky and he would not know why but he would continue to do it. Pippa, in full health, if you put her down to watch YouTube for three days in a row, full health and energy, she would be up within like a half hour. Maybe it'd be on in the background, but she'd be doing some project or she'd turn it to watch a YouTube drawing tutorial. Like she could not lay on a couch while in full health for three days. So I knew she was sick. So in hindsight, she was probably just grumpy after missing out on like the whole week of camp which she had been looking forward to and they only did one week of sports camp this summer they're now at just like a traditional day camp at a park and and i'm not gonna say where because um there's that um dateliney mom paranoia of if i say on like online where my kid goes to camp some pervert might go kidnap them and i know that's really far-fetched and extreme, but that's, and I'm not a super paranoid parent, but paranoia will pop up in weird places, and that's one of them. I don't want to, like, announce to the public where my kids are. Like, I never reviewed their preschool. Um, I think I could now, now that they've graduated. Maybe I have, but I never wanted to review their preschool um, while they were there because then I'm like, well, then people will know they go there and they can kidnap them like a little crazy. My craziness also comes out from, um, and I inherited this one from my mom and she knows it. And we have a pool. I keep a pair of scissors by the pool. 
And I will not be out there with the kids in the pool unless I have the scissors. So I have a dedicated pair of pool scissors because my mom knew someone who knew someone who's like a girl drowned because her hair got caught in a pool drain and they couldn't get it out in time to get the girl like back to surface. And, you know, and this is 40 years ago. So pool drains maybe have changed since then. But I'm like, no, Pippa has long hair somehow. It could happen, and I'm going to have a pair of scissors always on hand. <laughs> Crazy? Yes. Try and stop me. Don't bother. It's not going to happen. All right, so where where was I? So, yeah, Pippa, it, Sunday, things were shitty. The kids were, like, grumpy, and they were being, you know, just, like, rude to us and sassy, and they were out of line. But when we got home, Nathan went to take a walk. He always takes a walk on the weekend, and um, as as do I. He he takes a walk every single day. It's his exercise, probably also his his like mental health therapy. Though if you said that to him, he'd be he'd give you like he'd look at you like you're a moron. Like we're on such opposite sides of the um, like I am all self help, and I'm like. I'm an INFJ and I'm like this number on the Enneagram and I'm, you know, I love all that. And he's like, I don't know if I'm an extrovert or an introvert. I'm like, how do you not know these things? And then I'll tell him like, you're an introvert. He's like, I don't know. I'm like, yes, you're an introvert. And then he'll argue it with me. And I'm like, well, that's because you're a questioner under Gretchen Rubens. And like, I know, oh my God. So we're very, we're different there. So Nathan goes off on his walk. And it's his prerogative to walk before I took a walk because it was Father's Day. And it's the least we could do. And I just tore into the kids. I kept going after Pippa, especially. I was like, I used the word a lot, disappointed. I am so disappointed in you guys. You really disappointed us. It's Father's Day. How dare you? I was definitely using that voice. And I'd go, I'd, and they were both like... I mean, Julian very quickly uh, gets in his bed, pulls the cover up, and is weeping because he is so upset that I... And I'm saying, you guys have ruined Father's Day. Their dad gives zero shits about Father's Day. He likes to say Father's Day and Mother's Day are made-up holidays and uh, that if, like, if the mom is only thanked one day a year, you've got problems. And the, they're just there for, like, the Hallmark money grab and, like, flowers and all. And I'm like, I actually, I do, I agree with you a lot. Still, I want flowers and a massage on Mother's Day because it's my tribute and I require it. But he doesn't give a shit about Father's Day. So there is no way for them to ruin Father's Day because he thinks it's a fake holiday. But I still was lashing out at the kids. And I'd walk away and they'd think it was over and I'd come back and I'd be like, and now, like, I took away the iPad from Pippa. I was like, no Minecraft this morning. Maybe you can earn it back if you're an angel until lunch. And I text Nathan. Like, I took away the iPad from Pippa. And he's like, good, she had it coming. And then when he gets back from his walk, by the time he gets back from his walk, I'm like, so I took away screen time of all kinds from both kids for the whole day. And he's like, ah. I'm like, maybe. Maybe that was extreme. And at another point during this, <laughs> on the way home from the racetrack, this is not my proudest parenting moment. On the way home, 
Pippa asked, when are we going to go to Disneyland again? And we had said, well, not anytime soon because it's summer and Southern Californians do not go to Disneyland in the summer. It's the worst time to go. All the tourists are there and it's hot. Also, we haven't been to Disneyland because you have to make reservations and it's crazy expensive. And I just don't want to fucking deal with making a reservation to go to Disneyland. I just want to show up. Because if you like plan on it, someone's going to be sick. Someone's not going to sleep well. Someone's going to be like, you know, in like a bad mood or, you know, the weather's not going to be what you want. I don't want to have to plan for this shit. I just want to, we want to wake up and say yes. Yes, all signs point to yes. We're going to Disneyland. And we put the kids in the car and we go. That's how we've done it. You know, we've kind of planned on it. And sometimes we're like, oh, it's not working out. Like one of the kids clearly has allergies. So we, and they never know until the day of. Because we don't want to disappoint them. This is what my parents did. And now I know that they had planned. And that while me and my brother thought, this is amazing. Our parents are so spontaneous. No, they had carefully planned and then it worked out. But so often these things don't work out. And so I don't even, I'm sure Disneyland has some sort of like you get to reserve another day, but I just don't want to deal. There's all these like scheduling things. And, all right. So Pippa asks, when are we going to go to Disneyland again? And we, you know, we tell her not at any time soon. Well, during one of my many tirades, I came over to her and I said, I'm going to try to do the same voice I used as best as possible. Oh, and Pippa, you know how you asked, when are we going to Disneyland again? And at this point, she's tearing up. I said, never. And as I'm doing this, it's like a parenting equivalent of an out-of-body experience. Because part of me, the rational part that is still there, is like, what are you doing? This is not how we parent. This is not you. <laughs> and the, But the part of me that had just like, like the wild elephant part of myself was like, we're on a stampede. And, no, you know, when the, when the village has been trampled, we'll be done. And, you know, I got, I got both kids reduced to tears. I have not done that in a long time. There was a time when, several years ago, when they were like, I, I would say four years ago when I was a yeller. And I had to really work on it. But um, glad to see the skills were still there. And I didn't yell. Like, I, honestly, I did not yell at them this past Sunday. I just went with voice seething with rage and uh, telling them that they'd ruined Father's Day and that we were never going to Disneyland and then taking away all screen time. But I recovered. I was outside in the kitchen, uh, not the kitchen, the garage, painting the kitchen cupboards, which has been an ongoing do-it-yourself project since last month, and it will be finished eventually. And painting the cupboards really calmed me down. So, and I realized I have gone too far. And I went in, inside and I told the kids, um, you guys, I'm sorry that I overreacted. I needed a timeout and I didn't give myself the timeout. And, and then I said something to the effect of, you guys did push all my buttons and you did not behave well this morning but I shouldn't have reacted the way I did and I shouldn't have taken away all your screen time for the rest of the day. So you can have it back. And there were hugs and it went well because they saw that I'm human and that I made mistakes and that 
having made the mistake, I was able to come back and repair. Like, you know, there was like a, a break and then a repairing. And so that takes me back to um, my mantra of your kids are entitled to your mistakes. Because if I never make parenting mistakes, then I'm teaching my kids that they can't make mistakes. Because, you know, it's very tempting to teach your kids by telling them stuff like, oh yes, go ahead and make mistakes. Mistakes are beautiful. But the thing is, kids do not learn from what we say to them. They learn from what we do. And they learn from our example. So if we never make mistakes, if we beat ourselves up when we make mistakes, then that's the message we're sending to our kids. Like, they are internalizing, and they might not even realize it, but that's what's like being like encoded onto their soul, is that mistakes are evil, never make them. So our kids are entitled to our mistakes because they're entitled to learn that we're human and we're imperfect and that mistakes are, you know, are part of being human. It's, it's actually how we learn, like, um, or one way we learn how to learn. Like I've been used, and I'm sure I've talked about this before. Gosh, I don't know. Maybe I've just talked about it in my head. Um, you know, that sounded much weirder when I spoke that last bit out loud than it did inside right before I said it. Okay, anyway, you all know I'm weird. I've been using Duolingo. I've been learning French, and I make tons of mistakes on Duolingo. And when I do, I can feel my brain paying attention and laying down new neural pathways. Like, oh, la censure, let's learn how to spell the elevator. And like, I can feel my brain being like, okay, L, you know, apostrophe, A-S-C, blah, 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 blah. You know, I, I, we just, we need to be able to make mistakes in order to do new things and learn new things. So, you know, mistakes are a good thing to embrace. And when I put my pressure on myself to be the perfect mom, like I was beating myself up mentally after I got through, like I think I'd had like some sort of crazy hormonal like surge on Sunday. Um, probably a, it was like my body's like, hey, let's do PMS for the missed period and the upcoming period. And let's just like throw in some like residue leftover pandemic BS shit. Cause you know, we're all still carrying around grief and trauma from that. So yes, yeah, so let's call it pandemic trauma. Let's just throw a little sprinkle that in. And so, yeah, I blew up and I don't want to parent that way. And I don't want to be like telling my kids every day, like no Disneyland ever again, but it happened. And if I put this pressure on myself to be the perfect mom, then I'm putting that pressure on my kids. Because if I expect it of myself, I expect it of them. And I don't want, like, if, if my kids have kids, I don't want them to blow up on their kids one day and then completely, like, beat themselves up. Like, oh, I'm such a monster. I'm horrible. Like, I am not a monster. I, I just had a bad morning and a bad parenting hour but I'm not a monster. I'm not raising perfect kids. I'm not even really raising kids. I'm raising humans and humans are gloriously imperfect. So that's, you know, you got to embrace the imperfection and the messiness. So 
what I have learned, you know, from reflecting on this uh, fine hour of my life, is that when I make a mistake in the parenting department, I have the opportunity to apologize to my kids and show them through an actual example that they get to partake in of how to mend and repair relationships. That um, relationships can be messy. That, you know, we can have tiffs and fights with our loved ones and differences and they are still our loved ones. Um, that you don't have to be perfect for anyone, including yourself, but for other people. That you can have friends while being an imperfect human being. That you can be um, a wife or a husband or, you know, a lover or whatever um, and be imperfect and sometimes um, say things a little rude to your loved one or say, you know, you know, or you just be in a bad mood and be you're grumpy. You don't have to always be like this shining pinnacle of human perfection. Okay, so that is enough from me. I'm planning to do another episode in a couple of weeks when uh, my kids are back at camp in July. Um, it feels uh, like I am back to podcasting now that I've gotten over the just like, you know, when you set up a mental barrier and you're like, I can't do this unless, and in my head it was like, I can't do this unless I figure out how to get my intro back. And it really should be the intro I, I made before. And da, da, da. No, we're going to release it. Don't give a shit about a fancy intro. Maybe I'll like audition different instruments. Like this is my soda can. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, no. All right. So we've auditioned the soda can. And the soda can will not be used for intro or closing music. I hope that wherever you are, you are enjoying the summer. Welcome summer. And that if uh, the weekend's coming up, that, well, I'm not even going to wish you fun plans. Because maybe that's creating too much of a burden. Maybe what you want to do is not have a fun weekend. Because fun weekends are sometimes exhausting. So just go out there and listen to yourself and do you. And do what you need to do. Bye.